Hey there, welcome to the Northwest Audio Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm the community pastor here at Northwest, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke. Today we're going to be expanding on Pastor Maddie's message from Sunday morning called The Unmerciful Servant. As always, if you missed it, you can go back and listen to it on whatever platform you're on. Just go back an episode. You'll find it right there. Uh, And I definitely recommend it. It was a great message on the topic of forgiveness. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Just going to get right into it. Forgiveness. The F word. The F word. It's a hard... Oh, that should be the title of this podcast. The The F F word. Yeah. Man, it's so true. It is the hardest... um, step to take for Christians is to forgive those. Absolutely it is. It's so tough because we love to be forgiven. And we for, hate to forgive. We hate to forgive because we have a good strong sense of like, yes, God forgives me, but I'm the unmerciful servant. Yeah. And I will not extend it to anybody else. <laughs> I feel else. like a lot of times it's like a defense mechanism where like if I forgive, then it's like, I'm, I don't know, I'm giving something up that protect, like, I don't know. My, my grudge protects me. It keeps mm. me protected. I don't, I don't know. It's silly when you talk about it, Yes. Like unforgiveness, it really it's really stupid if you think about it. It doesn't make any sense. And yet, like when you talk about it, when you talk about it with other people, you're like, wait, I don't know why I don't forgive. It's really not good for me. It doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't help me at all. And yet I still do it because that's just like, that's just where my body leads me to. It's just like the first inclination is to not forgive. Right. You know, that that gets my head to where I was at um, on Sunday, which was when Maddie was talking about the prison that they both found themselves yeah. in. One put them there voluntarily. The other was put there forcibly, right? Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, it's like, why don't I want to forgive? I think it's because we've come to be conditioned to kind of like the prison. You know, we yeah. almost like prefer the prison because the prison is where I... You know, I've I'm trapped in here, but the trapping of in here is better than the confronting of out there. You know what I mean? And I'd like, ra- yeah, I'd rather stay in prison than than confront what I have to confront to get out. Which is a whole nother layer of discussion. Yeah. Is like why do we uh why do we find comfort in bondage? You know what I mean? Like why do we find such uh and, and then why do we find so much fear? In the unfamiliar. Yeah. It's almost like I prefer the comfort of my known misery over the discomfort of my unknown liberty. That's a great way to put it. You see how I'm saying it? It's like the thought of liberty, the thought of freedom is so intimidating and so uncomfortable sounding. I actually prefer the comfort of my current known familiar misery. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it, as far as forgiveness goes, I think a lot of it is the the pride of it all. It's like, a, you hurt me, and that's wrong. Period. The end. End of story. And so I almost feel like letting go of a grudge is almost like admitting that there's something wrong with the way you've responded. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. And, I, you know, like my version of that is that when... when when we as humans experience hurt in the world, when, when, when our lives absorb trauma or betrayal or hurt of some kind, uh, like we do like the fight, the flight, or the freeze, right? And depending on your wiring, you're going to like default to one of those, the fight, the flight, or the freeze. And um, my wiring, 
like will will take me to the fight. Okay, like I want to fight it out. But often my tactic for fighting it out is I'm gonna give you the cold shoulder. Mm. Right, I'm gonna give you the cold shoulder. I'm gonna give you the silent treatment, which yeah. is super immature and just exposes the, our heart's corruption and how desperately we need yeah. the Holy Spirit to fill us every morning and every night. Um, but the topic of forgiveness, it, it almost feels taboo because in one sense, we preach it, God forgives you, accept the free gift of salvation. And it's almost like we use the word forgiveness to get a desired outcome. But when it comes to our personal lives and the calling on the follower of Christ to, what did, what did Maddie say, a radical... Uh, a, a radical like acceptance of forgiveness. I don't know what she said. Yeah, radical forgiveness. Yeah, ra- yeah. like general, like a ra- it's scandalous. A yes. radical forgiveness, radical lifestyle forgiveness. I found myself um, saying a name out loud for the first time in, I don't know, like probably four years. And I said this name out loud in like, I don't know, the second or third song after the message. And I said it out loud that I forgave this person which is a huge step as to whether or not my heart has caught up with my words or not. I don't yeah. know, but at least I took the step of saying, I forgive this person. Mm. And it made me realize that I have been so comfortable in my known misery of yeah. resentment towards this individual. I've been so comfortable in my uh, preferred prison because it sounds more uncomfortable to deal with it outside those prison walls. We don't like dealing with stuff. No. We I don't. love... Con- actually, I actually conflict doesn't scare me at all. Oh, I hate conflict. But conflict... <laughs> I know you... <laughs> and for our listeners, know that it's just... It's a joy to serve alongside Pastor Nick because we are so dramatically different. Uh, like, I'm a... I'm a Luke, <laughs> Luke is like, I'm going to fight. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to fly as far, far away as possible. <laughs> Which uh, both have their pros and cons. (laughs) Um, Anyways, um, it just goes to show you, Nick, how forgiveness is not a one-time thing. It truly is a lifestyle. Yeah. And I am just so grateful that Maddie had the courage to spend all that time teaching that text to our church because if something is going to get in the way of a church being able to break through into their city, and reach the loss for Jesus. I can tell you right now, unforgiveness is going to be one of those barriers. Absolutely. And and I just feel like we we there's this misconception that we separate forgiveness and grudges. Mm. We separate forgiveness and resentment. And I think we, we do that all the time because we will just say, like, I've forgiven, I forgive that person for doing that to me. But yet still we hold it against them. You know what I mean? Like we still hold it there and it's like, no, you didn't. You didn't forgive them. Obviously not because you're still holding it against it. You're still mad. You still are, are, are harboring ill will towards them. Mm. And it's like, we just don't think of those as separate things sometimes I, I feel like. And so I think when we start to realize, and I think, you know, Sunday was a great step in that direction of like just starting to relearn forgiveness and starting to be like, Hey, if I'm holding a grudge against someone for anything, that's unforgiveness in my life. And that needs to, I need to get rid of that. I need to forgive. And it's just, man, it's hard. 
Yeah, what did Maddie say? She said, oh, I'm going to botch her quote here, but, um, you know, we're super, we're super petty. You know, we have these dramatic overreactions to the smallest offenses. But forgiveness is a radical uh, and un- unequal, like, forgiveness for the largest or smallest offenses. Like oh, the- yes. We, we have... Um, uh, it's it's. She had said that it was when we we're talking about like sin being equal, like not all yeah. sin is equal. So there's there's a variety of different sins, different levels. Like lying is different than homicide. There's an obvious difference in between consequence. The two. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like, but God's grace is equal to all sins. Yes, not all sins are equal, but God's, God's grace, grace is equal, is to, equal all. Yes. to all those sins. He will give just as much grace to you as He does to you. Yes, like He will He will forgive. Time and time again, yeah, I yeah. love that. It yeah, it it made me realize that I am treating. I'm doing the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I give, I portion out my mercy mm. based on the gravity, gravity, and the harm done to me or around me. Yeah, and how backwards that thinking is, really is. Which is which is normal. Well, that's how our justice it's, it's, system it's works. How our justice system works. That's not how God justice system how, works. Yeah, it's not how God works, and so it's it's like everything else. It's just a relearning of God's yes. way. Of God's way is just so backwards from yours, and you have to figure that out. You've yep. got to just sit down and be like, you know, God, align myself with you because I'm backwards. I'm yep. messed up. You know, I I view someone lying to me as you know way less of a big deal than someone you know robbing me right but it's like help me help me to give grace and forgiveness to both things equally it it is a really humbling exercise because yeah. i remember oh gosh this is such a confession from your pastor <laughs> listeners but like i can remember like maybe i like love these year, oh that's the worst like a year and a half ago maybe two years ago i got a call at like five thirty in the middle of dinner with my wife and children from a, uh, a telemarketer, a scammer, and I don't know, someone trying to sell me something. And I felt so offended in the moment. <laughs> what did you do to this person? Oh, my gosh. I, no. I, I literally said over the phone, I was just like, do you not understand that it's 530 and most people are having dinner with their families right now and you've got the audacity to call and try to sell me something while my kids are crying around me and I'm trying to have dinner with my wife and and kid. This person's just trying to do their job. <laughs> well, actually, I think there's more of a story, which is it was clearly a scam that they were trying to sell me something right. stupid that made absolutely no sense. Um, but it just is proof of concept that we overreact. Right. In the smallest to of a ways, phone call. You could have yeah. just declined it. No, I and I well, and I have since introduced the technology into my life that would decline <laughs> it for me. But yes, I mean that's kind of the point. Is like uh, our human propensity to overreact, man. Mm. It's it's like it's embarrassing. When I think it's, I think it snowballs too. I think the more you overreact, the more you get tense, and then the more you'll overreact the next time something happens to you. Like yeah. it's just like a never-ending struggle maddie and i were talking about it like this of we're talking about how you'll suffer either way um if you if you get hurt by somebody you will suffer whether you forgive or you don't forgive because of something that happened to you but anger and and holding a grudge is a tense 
stressful, tightening, like tightened anger. Like that's the kind of suffering that it is. It's one that makes you tense up. But forgiveness is the kind of suffering that is peaceful. It's mm. a letting go. Whew. It's a suffer. It's still suffering because it hurts to forgive. It hurts to to let stuff go. It hurts to confront those things and do that because it's just not not normal to us. So it's still suffering, but it's a it's a peaceful suffering. It's a I'm at peace with this and I've let it go. Rather than I'm holding on tightly, so tight that my my hands are shaking, my arms are shaking. And that's the kind of suffering. It's ugh, you know, clenching of the teeth. It's, it's suffering a, either way. It's, it's just letting go. One which, suffering is different than the other. Yes, which, so which suffering are you going to choose? Yeah. And that's that's the question that the Christian has to answer. Which suffering are you going to choose? Are you going to choose a suffering that is like on the flip side is 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 joy filled and is a sure. release and is freedom and is peaceful? Or are you gonna choose the suffering that you're wound up and you are hurt and you're holding on to this pain and you won't let it go away. Yeah, man, that was beautiful. And I think, you know, for our listeners to give you an example of that, a lamenting is a suffering and a rage is a suffering suffering. And one is godly and the other is not. Yeah. Right. Lamenting, that is suffering, man, and that is a godly sadness, right? Rage, <laughs> that is a loss of self-control. That is a, a breaking, a, a breaching of the Spirit in you, right? And they're both suffering. Yeah. And it just goes to show you, like going back to the justice portion of this conversation about how like, well, that's how the justice system works in in America is that there's an equal consequence yeah. for the crime committed. But God's system of justice uh, treats all of our decisions equally, even though all of our decisions have different consequences. That's not how the justice system works in the United States. So this is an example of how all formation is actually counterformation. Mm. We're actually unlearning to relearn. Yeah. And the the beauty of of Maddie's spirit anointed and appointed word over our church is that we must unlearn our rage to learn lament. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know how I mean. Yeah, and, and we must unlearn unforgiveness to, to relearn learn forgiveness. forgiveness. Yeah, it makes me think of in the video that Maddie showed everybody, which was super powerful. The video would like gosh, shook me up, dude. Oh, dude, it, like it it. Yeah, it struck me to the core. But when that lady, was, she was like, unforgiveness is like cancer. It will eat you from the inside oh out. My gosh, yeah. And I was like, whew. Yeah, it will. It's true. It absolutely will eat you up from the inside out. It will just tear away at you constantly. And I don't know. It, just, it makes me think about this whole suffering thing of like, I love that you said that formation is... Uh, it's All like, formation it's, it's is counter formation. It's it's you're 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 stripping stuff away. You're pruning away. You know you have to chip away at the the things that are not supposed to be there in order to make room for the growth. Um, and that is suffering because it hurts to chip away. Hurts bad. And it hurts to chip away, and it hurts to then regrow things as well. But that is a different kind of pain. It's a different kind of suffering than a cancer that eats away at you. 
listeners, my hope is that you're hearing this. There's, <laughs> I feel like there's like a spiritual sermon underneath Maddie's sermon, yeah. right? Which is what you just referred to. It's like, choose your pain. Choose your pain. Choose your pain. Either way. I mean, you can either go through the process of, of forgiveness, lamenting the harm and hurt and, and breach of trust hap- done in your life. And, and that is hurtful and that is painful. Uh, and there's pruning and regrowth that is um, literally, there's a term for it, Nick. It's literally called growing pains. Like there's a figure yeah. of speech for this. Or you can opt for the suffering of unforgiveness, the jail cell, which typically is or a depository in- of yeah. rage, uh, you know, there's just a, a perpetual rage in that jail cell because then you'll just keep feeding the narrative of that person deserves my my yeah. wrath against them. Yeah. Which is just no way to live. No. Gosh, it's just no way to live. No. And I loved Maddie used this kind of language with, you know, referring to resurrection life. You have to die the death if you want to see the resurrection. Mm. You have to be willing to die the death. That leads to life. I just love that that concept just as a whole. Mm. Um, just for everything Christianity related. It's just like, yes, there's resurrection. Yes, there's life to the full. But if you want to experience that resurrection, you have to die first. Mm. And so it's like we have to be willing to go through the death. Um, Can I ask you a, a final follow-up question on, on this particular topic? Yeah. How does, how does our body's posture bring our spiritual selves into full submission. For example, like how does one lament and choose the suffering of pain? Does that make sense? Like do does, does my body have to reflect my emotional or spiritual self? Like I had to say out loud mm. this person's name. Um you know, under the under the disguise of loud worship music, so nobody else the per- heard. The person's next the, to you and just like, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what did they do to you? <laughs> and uh, there was a little bit of a physical release to that. There was yeah. something happened when I was able to be like, I forgive blank. Yeah. So when we go through the process of choosing the pain of forgiveness over the perpetual pain of unforgiveness, what does that practically look like? Mm. Like, you can say it in your heart a hundred times, and I've tr- frankly I've tried. Yeah. Is there something about the physical speaking I forgive that brings your spiritual self into like a reality that brings you it brings it into a real state? Yeah, I, I think I would I would think so. I, I think so too. I would believe that. I would I would think that um, similar to worship, where you know your physical body movements like and and the raising of hands the getting on knees like those are all you know a means to bring your heart to where you where you want it to be yes to where it needs I to agree. be and so i think that forgiveness like there, there's there's so much power in saying things out loud um and i think speaking it out into like reality just helps you be like this is real and i can accept this um, there's just like a physical release with that. I mean, it's no different than, you know, when, you know, don't, I think they have rage rooms. Isn't that a thing? Oh my gosh. I think it is. I've heard of this. Yes. Where it's like, if you are dealing with something, you just want to break stuff, you know, like that feeling where you're just like, Oh, I just want to punch a wall. Like there's a place where you can go punch stuff and you can go break things. Um, you know, I had a friend in high school who, whose mom passed away and 
she, <laughs> shortly after, she went and bought a bunch of plates. And and her therapist had told her to do this. She went and, and bought a bunch of plates, went to like this back alley and just chucked plates at a wall. And she was like, man, was that therapeutic. <laughs> it was just the feeling of just like this. There's a physical release when you have emotions. Like there, there's like, there's something about saying it out loud. There's something about letting out a scream. There's something about letting out a cry, letting out a wail mm. when you feel it that allows the emotions to go somewhere. Mm. Well, that's pretty consistent with the Psalms. Yes. And, and so it's like, yeah, David, that, the Psalms are a perfect example of that. How do you think David was able to seek after God's heart? He was able to seek after God's heart because he was able to vocalize the things and just put it out there, leave it all out on the table. Mm. You know, I think there's there's a there is a release that happens there. So you saying that person's name was a physical release of the emotions that you were holding on to and you're letting go of them. Mm. You know, and I mm-hmm. think that our minds can understand that. Yeah. When we do that, they're like, okay, I'm I can accept it now. I can I can let go of it. Um so yeah, that's I I think that's that's where, what, I, where I would stand on that. No, for sure, for sure. Ironically, stand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I would just say, okay. So for our listeners, I think that it is worth practicing. Um, I feel like I'm in a deeper sense of submission when I'm kneeling. Mm. I feel like I'm in a deeper sense of submission when I'm raising my hands. I feel like I'm going to, does it make sense? Like there, yeah. there, there is no way to disconnect your body's posture and your spiritual experience in that moment. Like there's a giant difference in my prayer reality. If I'm trying to pray lounging back versus praying on my hands and knees Yeah, and, and my, and my ha- face and my hands, it's a totally different experience for me. Okay. Yeah. I would say that that concept, that paradigm is totally true with forgiveness. You, if if you um, keep the person's name, whether they're with us, whether they're still with us or not, yeah. right? If you keep their 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 name inside yourself and never speak it out loud, my guess is that it will stay inside yourself. Yeah, and I think there's something to that. I think that we can way overthink this, but I think we can also way underthink this. Yeah, and we just need to come into reality that all of the forgiveness that transpires in Scripture is not like conceptual. It's not a cerebral exercise. Yeah, it's not just like it's a... It's not mental ascent. You know, in my head, I forgive them. Cool. Moving on. You know, that's not how it happens. What, what does Paul do? Remember, he, he does all these terrible things to the church, kills a bunch of people, all right? If you watch, if you listen to last week's podcast, we talked about how Paul's a serial killer, right? <laughs> what does Paul do at the end of Acts? He goes all to all the places that he went and persecuted the church and asks for their forgiveness. Yeah. And he goes to reconcile. I think in our current context, that's something that would that would be done on your own. And in your head, you'd be like, I need to forgive myself and I need to let that go. But Paul's like, no, that's not enough. I need to speak it out Perhaps. loud. I need to I need to express my sorrow and my apology to them face to face. Sure. And reconciliation has to happen. And I think that is such a beautiful example of what it means for Christians to live in that lifestyle of forgiveness and for for letting the authenticity of what is in their hearts come out. It's that it's read my heart. 
That's what it is. It's, it's are you willing to express the things that you're feeling? If you are lamenting, are you willing to weep? You know, if you are, if you are hurting, if someone has hurt you, are you willing to, to just let all of that out in prayer and to other people, to trusted people that are around you? And if you need to forgive someone, are you willing to go to that person and say, I forgive you? Are you willing to go to them and say, I felt this way when you did this to me and it hurt me and I forgive you. You know what I mean? And, and that's a weird thing too, socially. Yeah. And I mean, let's talk about reconciliation for a second because you brought it up. It's almost like, how do you forgive someone who's been gone for like, you know, 20 years? Yeah. How do you just go up to somebody and say like, hey, I forgive you. And they're like, what? No, I'm talking about like someone who's like past. Like someone oh. who's like who's been gone from planet Earth for like the last oh, gone, 20 years. gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we can talk about both. Like one is like you can't reconcile with someone who's six feet under. Right. Right. I suppose you can forgive that person in your heart of hearts. Perhaps it turns into a deeper sense of forgiveness when you speak it out loud. I think it's yeah. an okay place to start by forgiving someone in your heart and your head. But man, if you want to experience the breakthrough of the prison walls. Yeah. There's nothing quite like saying that person's name out loud and saying, I forgive blank. Right? Yeah. There's power in that. The reconciliation process to me is just it's quite a bit more complicated because then that other person has to also be yeah. in that same yeah. spiritual space and place. Like they have to be in a place of, I also went out of my prison walls. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's an example of that in Acts when Paul goes... I'm pretty sure there is there is a community that doesn't accept. They're like, no. Oh, wow. I think there is. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Well, you are a pastor, so you're either leading us astray right now or you're... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. Your job hangs in the balance. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, you're probably right. But no, absolutely. And Maddie even said that. Forgiveness is not reconciliation because forgiveness is one way. You can forgive someone and they don't have to do anything about that. Reconciliation is two ways. You know, sure. it's me forgiving you and you, like, you know, accepting the forgiveness and, and, and you know, forgiving yourself and, and restoring the relationship that is there. Um, and that's a whole nother ballgame. Oh, jeez. Totally. Like, that's, like, that's a whole nother podcast. It, it really <laughs> is. But, but like, it kind of begs the question. It forces the question. Like, if, if forgiveness is a one-person decision empowered by the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? and I can forgive this person, it almost kind of like feels like a stepping stone to reconciliation. It's like one leads to the other. Yeah. Right? But <laughs> what if like the other person that needs reconciliation with you, one, they don't want to reconcile, and you know that, and because of that, you don't want to offer forgiveness. Mm. It's almost like we have to almost redefine our sense of forgiveness to what Maddie said. We've got to remember that it lets us out of the prison. Right. And um, it's almost like people are withholding forgiveness because they're like, oh, even though this keeps me in the prison, I know it keeps you in the prison too. And I want you to be in the prison. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, misery loves company. So yeah. I'm just like, I, I'll suffer through the prison. But man, it's a little bit better knowing that you're there too, yeah. right? And it's just like, man, we are we are so desperate for Christ, man. We are yeah. so in need of Jesus to help us break these barriers 
of of our walk and our maturity. And yeah. I just I'm I'm grateful that Maddie had the courage to say all those things because I we desperately need to break out of those prison walls. Yeah, I do want to say one thing. Um, this this has come up um, in conversations that you know Maddie has had with with different people after her message. Um about the the difficulty with forgiving certain people because that could stir the pot. Um, and so I, I do want to address that in the sense of like, maybe you are in a situation um, where someone has hurt you, but if you went to them and were like, I forgive you, it would only stir the pot more and it would fuel the fire of like, what do you mean? I didn't do anything wrong. And then they would come at you and be all mad and all the things. And like, you know, that like, happens. is it worth it? Is it worth it yeah. to go up to them and say it? Like, right. it would only cause more issues. You know, that happens with like a lot of narcissists. You know, it's just sure. like, you know, it would only add more fuel to the fire and it's not worth, it's not worth saying to them. Um, to which I would say, um, you know, if you have, if you are in that situation, please feel free to talk to one of us, like actually have a conversation because I can only, you know, we can only say so much in a, in a podcast form, you know, uh, discussions are always better. But I would say that if, if going to someone and saying, I forgive you stirs the pot more then don't. And and maybe there are some situations where where you can and it's something that that there's like there's just a, a wall to push through and it's just like a discerning of, you know, is this something that will actually that could bring fruit to our relationship if I if I do this and I just need to get the courage to do it, then then that's different. But I think there are truly some situations where it is better not to. It is better not to go and say something because um it could really just make the the relationship worse. It could make the the reconciliation process more difficult. And and you know, part of that, like you said, Luke, if if this person's not willing to reconcile at all, and you know that, then maybe saying something out loud to them needs to wait until they're in the place. You yeah, know, and, and for now you just say something out loud by yourself. And when you see, when you start to feel and discern that they are in a place where they can receive that kind of forgiveness they can sure. receive and they can be humble enough to accept that, that they did something wrong, then you can go to them and then you can start to establish some reconciliation process and forgive them and, and they can, you can vocalize the forgiveness that already happened long ago and you can vocalize that to them now and they can receive and accept that. And I think um, sometimes you just have to be patient in that. Yeah, I, I hear you describe like a reality that like, look, forgiveness is a choice. It is a spiritual choice. It is a spirit-empowered choice. But reconciliation is, is almost like a spiritual appointment. Mm. Like we can do nothing to help the other person get to a place where they can receive forgiveness or offer an apology from what they did to fuel the fire. So I would agree with you. It is possible to forgive someone authentically without speaking it to their face, to yeah. their person. And, and in, a, in some cases, it might be better not to say sure. it to their face. Well, it has yeah. to be possible. Yeah. Because many of the people that we have to forgive uh, have been gone from earth for a long time. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, that is a reality, right? Yeah. And what are we saying? That forgiveness is impossible now that that person is gone? Right. I don't think so. I think no. that we can absolutely forgive as, as long if as that we wasn't go, the case, that'd be really, really tough. Yeah, it totally <laughs> would be. It'd be so tough. So sorry, you're not allowed to forgive that person. Right. You've got to hold on to it forever. <laughs> forever. Stay in your prison forever. <laughs> uh, I think stuck. Maddie's right. Forgiveness lets us out of the prison. 
I think reconciliation is a spiritual appointment that reunites those two parties. Yeah. And um, although I do believe that that estranged and conflicted people can be reunited and reconciled, I also think there's an illusion that those two persons would become like BFFs or what it once was before. Or does it make sense? Like I don't think that um, – I think you can forgive someone, and I think that person can forgive you of what you contributed to the conflict, and I think that there can be reconciliation, and then the, those two persons still part ways and do their own things. Yeah, I think that's possible. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to go back to the way things were. Not that that there's like a, you know, you shouldn't go back to the way things were. Like if if you feel like that's where the relationship, like where is that where is that if that's where you desire the relationship to be, then by all means, like pursue that. But you don't have to. Be like if you guys are separated off, and let's say you know I haven't talked to this person in twenty years, you know, and we've just held grudges against each other. But we just need to we just need to reconcile. Be cool. I forgive you. You forgive me. We reconcile, and now we can go our part. We can go. We can part ways, feeling at peace. Yeah, I think of the two. I think of two examples. I think of one, the marriage example. Like if there's infidelity in a marriage, and one of the two parties decides to to break the marriage up and there's like a divorce um i think it's possible for one of two options a reconciliation like a forgiveness and reconciliation process that really leads to a new marriage or a reconciliation process that leads to civil respect and honor yeah but those two parties move on with their life like i see that as an option right it's like the worst case scenario last option i also think of like the estranged child prodigal son scenario mm -hmm. right it's where it's like okay the contemporary example of mom or dad then unfortunately the percentage is higher in dads like the dad that was not present most of the child's life and then the child becomes an adult and the adult uh, child reaches out to the adult father and attempts to uh, begin a relationship right yeah and that adult father uh, asks for forgiveness because he's so touched by the pursuit of that child um, are they going to have the opportunity to be father and son in the context of a five-year-old and a young adult? No. No. But so it's it's a little no, bit like it's 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 unfair to imagine that they're going to have the same dynamic had he been a father since the child was an infant. But later in life, yes, they can reconcile. Will it be the same? Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Can they build a relationship? Well, sure they can. It's just not going to be what it could have been. Yeah. Or what it should have been. And that's the reality that has to be faced at some point. You just have to you have to face the consequences of unforgiveness. Of unforgiveness and mm. and the reality of the situation that you're in. Um and that takes humility. I think going back to even last week we yeah. talked about like accepting reality as it is is often a um it's often something that hurts your pride a little bit. Yeah. And you gotta you gotta suck it up. All formation hurts pride. Yeah. Man. But then Maddie basically said, well, she basically gave us an example of like, look, if this woman who loves the Lord cannot just forgive, <laughs> but live next to her son's and, and, murderer. And be close to them. Like, be close to him. And like, have, they're close. They're, they're, they're pals. And have the courage for a news media to yeah. come and capture the story and, and broadcast it. If she can do that, we we can forgive. 
we can. We're just choosing not to. You don't have to try really hard to be unmerciful. That right. is your natural human proclivity. Like you are, we are unmerciful people because we're fallen. We actually must form by following Jesus into the king's compassion or the uh, the humility of servant B. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. Final encouragements? Yes. My encouragement to you is for your mouth to say what your heart is speaking. And so if you are finding moments in prayer or worship or otherwise where you can forgive in your heart of hearts a person who has breached trust, harmed you, created trauma, whether they are on planet Earth or not, living or not, my encouragement to you is to have your mouth speak what your heart is saying. Hmm. Okay? So let us, you know, complete the circle. If your heart is willing to forgive, let your mouth say it out loud and watch the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, come upon you. That's good. Uh, my my encouragement would be uh, just a recap of what we said earlier, just die to die the death that leads to life. Um, whether you choose to forgive or not to forgive, there is a a pain with either of those. Um, and so I encourage you to choose the pain that frees you. Um, mm-hmm. To choose the chipping away of of the hurts and to choose the the chipping away of your pride and your ego, all for the sake of freedom from that bondage. And so um, although it's difficult and although it's painful, um, it's better and it's worth it. And so, yeah, I encourage you to engage in that. And if if that means, you know, reaching out to one of us or if that means reaching out to a trusted person right now and saying, hey, we need to talk through this. Like, I need you to help me walk through this pain. I need you to help me um, forgive and help me do that, then I encourage you to do that. Um, just don't wait. Strike while the iron's hot. Um, yeah. Don't forget, before you go, you can submit your own questions um, about the sermon, about other faith-related things, or about today's podcast even. Um, you can do that on our website at mercyroadnw.com under media, or you can also use the QR codes on the back of the chairs on a Sunday morning. Um, You can find more details and information about our community at mercyroadnw.com as well, and you can get a hold of me or Luke on there on our staff page. So thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon.